world, American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from the night before the election. This is the worst little podcast in the world, and I am your salivating host, the Reverend Rory Dowd. I'm not kidding. Um, with me is Mr. Nick Ramirez, the great Chewbacca, and everybody's favorite Dogwater Dick. But better than all of us, it's a Sonic Dead. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Sorry there, I was spitting like Sylvester and suffering succotash because I'm just like um, devouring all of this like Halloween candy we did not give out to children yeah. that we did not uh, have at our door. I thought you were drooling. We didn't even turn the lights here. on, but I like bought all this candy and I'm eating it. And now I have a problem with just salivating. Yeah, you can't let the uh, company go broke just because of COVID. Oh, fuck no, man. Hershey's and Mars and Wonka needs your support. Yes. I believe Mars is a Canadian company and they're doing... Well, much better than we are. I yeah. don't know. I'm just making shit up right now. Is that true? I don't know. I heard they're doing pretty good up there. Yeah. Well, you know, they're good at things. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> making beaver stuff. Yeah. Maple. Who doesn't love beaver stuff? So, uh, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, this is the night before the presidential election. And I would like to make a prediction that come... The time that you listened to this episode, half of the country will still be very unhappy, and half of the country will still be very happy. Ta-da! And there will still be a lot of arguing on the internet. It's 20, 25% of each, and then maybe 50% of the people that decided it's time to just move on and try to be happy regardless. <laughs> Yeah, there's only going to be, yeah. of the unhappy yeah, yeah, yeah. half, there's only going to be 25% that is, like, vehemently, like, not wanting to go to work. Yeah. See, you guys are taking Which it too far. I, I think there's still going to be a whole bunch of unhappy people and a lot of arguing. That, that's you're correct. Yes. Yeah. No, you're that's right. where I'm planting that flag, but, bold bold statement there. Yeah. But I think yeah. there's... <laughs> I'm, being, I'm trying to be hopeful. I think Chewie's right, that half of He's each love group... understanding. Half of each is group just is go, just kind okay, of okay. Fuck it. Yeah, it's gonna be like like just oh my life. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay. Like the day after the Super Bowl, it's just there and gone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. well, really, the day after the Super Bowl, about half of the people who watched it are still talking about it, and the other half yeah. have gone. Well, it's over. Time oh, yeah. to go back to work. It's yeah, fun. you're right. Yeah, That's but I mean, fair. shit. I I still got to pay my rent. It doesn't matter who wins. Yeah. Right. Hopefully you didn't lose thousands of dollars on the game and you can still pay your rent. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. That was good. We should move on to our guest. Fred. Um, yeah. Fred, how do you how uh, do you say your last name? Ferox. I want it to be Ferro sometimes. It like makes it very very Cajun. Right. You know, like a little French spin on it. Yes. There. If you ever do like a Ferro if you ever do like a swamp boy. If Sonic Dead ever does like a French movie, you could be Freddy Ferro just for that one for me. It's a Latin word that means fierce. Well, French people are Latin, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, the, it is a romance language, which yes. denotes that it comes from Latin, yes. yes. However, um, 
the genetics of the people living in France. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, there's a great song lyric I heard by a British rapper saying he was like 32nd generation Roman. <laughs> you know, so like it's a little dissipated at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was talking about being a fifth generation of Ed with a Shoshone friend of mine. He's like, I'm like hundredth generation of Ed. Like, well, I guess you're right. <laughs> you're always going to lose that battle. Yeah, it's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how many Nevadans. I don't know. I, Chewy, from the earth. Chewy, you just got to find somebody who's been here less than you and, and talk to them. They're everywhere. That's 99% of the people I talk to have been here less than me. I was just talking. I was barking up the wrong tree in that case. <laughs> hey, Myself, <laughs> Rick, you're not native. You're a, you're a, nope. a transplanted adopted son. Yes, yeah. but uh, but yeah. at five years old, I knew we needed to get the fuck out of Sacramento. So give me credit. So you held your parents at gunpoint and forced them to get new jobs in Reno. The vampire of Sacramento was going around just shooting people and stuff in neighborhoods. So it's a good thing we got out. What? There's a vampire Vamp- shooting in Sacramento. Richard, what's his name? Richard. A night stalker. No, he was, he, the Night Stalker like was kind of together. This guy was just yeah. like a like fucking like, 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 like Looney bullshit. Like and he believed that he didn't have enough blood in his body, and so he needed to to kill people and drink their blood. And he would cut their bodies open oh. and scoop the blood out with with like a cup and save it so he could drink it. You, you lie. When did this happen, Fred? How are you not helping me here? This is this is like a really famous uh, serial killer. Uh, Richard Chase. Uh, Richard Chase. I came up with it. I'm sorry. Was yeah, ringing the bell. If no. you guys, if you guys want to pull up a, a photograph of Richard Chase, you'll see what I'm talking about. He really makes like the Night Stalker look like he had his shit together. <laughs> so, I'm looking. Uh, Stalker was was a SoCal guy too. And he's known as the Vampire of Sacramento because he fucking drank oh, people's Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he totally looks like he could have been one of the people living in the hills and the hills have eyes. <laughs> yes. And he's, all, <laughs> he's in like an orange jacket, like stringy hair. and Yeah, and he started by like right. like drinking the blood of like rabbits and stuff. And then he tried to inject rabbit blood into his body and he got like sick and had Whoa. to go to the hospital. Yeah, no doubt. So sometimes you get a weird idea about yourself and what's wrong with you and what you need to do to fix yourself, and it turns out that you're wrong. All the time. Yeah. So. Man, if only he could have just found a good outlet like crystal meth or something. He, is, he probably did. <laughs> you, did. Movie, uh, you guys ever see the movie River's Edge back in the day, the 80s movie with Crispin Glover? Hell yeah. That was oh, a bad yeah. Gosh, Not that was, in a while, but yeah. That was in Sacramento also. Like that movie was set, filmed in Sacramento. And that's maybe Sacramento ain't as nice as they think. <laughs> Somebody was saying Sacramento was nice. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry, I got confused. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> glad that your five year old Rick said, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> let's go to Good Reno. Five year old Where there's Rick. some culture and less crime. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Sacramento yeah. also has top notch gangster rap music, came from there. Some oh. real deal. Oh, and a great art museum, and like oh, yes. they've got some great shit. Don't get me wrong. Hey, Second most trees of, of any city in the world, next to Paris. Also, it's a bad place. But but I lock your speaking, fucking car when you get out of it because you're in Sacramento. Speaking of local music to a locale and bringing it back to the Reno, um, I, I would encourage any Spotify users out there to check out the Silver State playlist uh, thrown up there by our good friend Clinton of um, uh, the 
elephant rifle. You know, elephant rifle. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, human terrorist records and, uh, opinion. Um, he threw up this playlist and it is entirely of Nevada music. Everybody from iron lung to Wayne Newton to, uh, a vague choir. Um, if, you know, he tried to put anybody who's got some up on Spotify and access, there's some zoink songs up there. There's, uh, uh, like it's all over the place. The only criteria is on Spotify and from Nevada. Uh, you know, I popped it on a little bit for Nevada Day uh, and uh, frankly, didn't stop listening to it all weekend long because it's kind of a blast. Uh, there's some Neo on there. There's like a, a ton of shit, ton of shit. Uh, and I, I highly encourage everybody to check it out and give it a listen. All right. Uh, find, find, find a Nevada band you've never heard of before. Sweet. Very cool. Um, good job. At any rate, Freddie, you have music too. <laughs> We should listen sure. to some of that right now. Tell our audience what you have brought with you this time. What's been going uh, on lately? <laughs> uh, you know, same as everybody else. Um, you know, the lockdowns and all that shit. And um, so all the bands are kind of on hiatus, you know, until we get all this worked out. And uh, so I just worked on some shit on my own and, and got it recorded over the summer and it's a four song EP. Uh. But the feel of this was a lot more. Some people suck and, and we need to all work together. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely inspired by this fucking year. This year's so screwed up that like normally Fred has at least one song about a horror movie and there wasn't any of that shit. <laughs> it was like, this was like, no, there's too much stuff to be upset about right now. Provided, yeah, too uh, much real horror going on right now. Real yeah. horror. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I know you put out a lot of videos yourself on the social media. Did you uh, record this yourself or did you record this uh, with Dogwater? Oh, yeah. The EP I recorded at Dogwater. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but uh-huh. he, he came here with, with a lot of, with some prepared tracks. We didn't record everything here. He's been doing a lot of work on his right. own and then he gets here and then we just fucking bam, throw some bass on it, throw some, you know, this and that and put it all right. together. Right. I mean, Fred should get more credit. He's he actually like. Pull out me the MIDI files and throw some like warbling saw music over it. No. Yeah. He shows up and he's just like, here's this, here's that. Now we need this and this. And then, you know, and then, and then Rick makes it sound really pretty. So, yeah. I love the lyric video you got, Freddie. Thank you. For, uh, I can't breathe. Yeah. Such a great video. It came out really cool. Thank you. Yeah. That was, yeah. Can you maybe was... uh, explain that a little more, Nick? What, what are you talking about? There's a lyric video where it's it's like um, black and white, but it's like it's being projected on him. But he's holding up the sign uh, that has the lyrics on it, and uh, very very much inspired by the old Dylan video. I think Subterranean. Yeah. Gotcha. It was so funny, dude, because I was thinking of doing that, and then I was all, "Holy shit, Freddie just did that!" You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do that for one of my videos, <laughs> and yeah, it was crazy. And so good when that came out, it was, it was more, um, needed and still needed now, even more than ever. But like when it came out, you worked out some shit fast, dude. Like <laughs> you're talking about the current times when this very first came yeah. out. And now you're still talking about the current times. Although for our listeners, we did have an election. So I, I think the George Floyd thing happened on a Sunday or a Monday. 
and I avoided watching it because same reason Rick was talking about earlier that, you know, I just, you know, I don't like putting that stuff. Hey, I'm the horror guy, but I don't like real life violence and, and shit like that, that and seeing people killed. And, Real tea. Last, uh, yeah, last thing I need is to watch somebody get fucking yeah. murdered while they beg for their life. I just don't need it. But fucking, I happen to just, I happen to watch it. I think uh, some, I was watching some news on YouTubers are kind of talking about it. So I was just like de facto kind of seeing it. And uh, the next day I wrote, I can't breathe. It's, it all just I've I've never written a song where everything just flows out of me. Usually it's months of rewriting and tinkering and changing the lyrics and changing this and that. And it was just like <laughs> just came all out. So uh, yeah. is that what we're gonna hear next time? I hope so. Sure. Like because that would be really lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's I can't breathe.
Great song. Oh, yeah. About a real not great situation. So, well done. Thank you. Thank you. You can tell it's from 2020. You know what I mean? Like, you've archived something about 2020, and that's right. really cool. And that's a good song. That's Thanks, a great man. song. Thank you. Yeah, it was a it was a tough one to uh, get through the recording process, even uh, in the studio. Uh, the end of that song, uh, the mama part, <laughs> I could not choke up. I couldn't. It, my heart was in my throat when I'd sing it. It probably was for like a good month after after writing it and playing it. When I get to that part, I just choke up a little bit, uh, and I had to have had to have Rick fix it, make it sound a little better because I'm like honking all over the place because I'm tearing up. It's hard to sing when, when you're trying to choke back emotions, but... Uh, oh, for sure. Because uh, that was really what inspired the song was that was one of his last things he said was he cried out for his mother. That's that's so fucked up, man. Uh, yeah. 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 That's horrif- so horrifying to think about it even now, you know, after our digesting all that shit, it's still just as horrifying, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, not to belabor the point, but uh, like you said, you know, the documenting, the important part, you know, I, I think that what you have to do then is to bear witness uh, and, and, you know, no, yeah. not commemorated, but you can't, you, you don't forget these things. Uh, we oh, should, we shouldn't as individuals or, or communities. Uh, I think about all the times the police murdered somebody that we didn't even have a right. chance to, that you don't even really know. It's shitty to have to see that, but it really puts a face on what's really been going on with the police murdering people for years. So mm-hmm. it's shitty. Just something, um, a little social media thing going around recently said something about uh, uh, forget astrology. You know, what was the number one movie the day you were born and post the tagline? And I, uh, mine, mine was Serpico. Uh, he was the one thing that the whole police force hated and honest <laughs> or, or something like that, you know? Yep. And it's, yep. this is, that, that was almost 50 years ago. And it was already a, 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 a stereotype, you know, not even like a joke, but a stereotype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the cops were crooked back in those days. And, uh, PR being one thing, it certainly doesn't seem like a lot of culture has necessarily changed universally. Um, you know, and, I, and I, I wouldn't say, I'm not saying anything about, you know, there are a lot of good cop cultures out there and, and specific groups and forces, but largely systemically, we all, you know, you can't deny the evidence that's in everybody's eyes that it's rampant and out of control. That yep. uh, there's a darker side. Well put. So all four songs, they're like protest songs. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely musically influenced by, you know, late 60s, early 70s era music, which was a lot of protest era kind of stuff, too. You know, then yeah. it was Vietnam. Or something don't like that, say. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like this is almost like a. It, I, this feels like as close as we're, we've getting, we're, our age category is getting to experience that era 
You know what I mean? Unfortunately. <laughs> and Things should be better group, by now. <laughs> and our age group is in the position of being the status quo, not the upstart young students. Um, but right. I, it, I don't know. I like to see a lot of my friends are upstart status quo. <laughs> yeah, I like that too about our friends. Shall we hear another track? What's the next one about? Puppies um, and uplifting hope. Hey, actually, next if we want to play Love is Love, next, that one actually uh, is uplifting. God damn. I got to say, you guys. It's not all downer I, shit. No, no, it's not all downer <laughs> shit. That, that one, last one, that was <laughs> fucking intense. But this is like, this one is one of my favorite. I like, when, I, when we were going over the mix of this, and it's so simple. There's only like a hand, there's only a few parts of what's even going on in this. But I would just play this fucking song over and over and over again. And not just because I'm gay, okay? <laughs> but I swear to God, it's so fucking fun and upliving. I just wanted to. I don't know. And you could just picture like like schoolhouse rock like 70s colors coming at you like spinning like like All like right, well, I just, me, Oh god. Let, let me take my LSD pill and you turn on the song. <laughs> so yeah, drop a heavy dose and check this bullshit out you guys. <laughs>
era stuff then like i was expecting some kind of like brit pop schoolhouse rocks thing no Thank that you. was that, that had some some uh, um face paint and spikes and high kicks you know <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i don't have a problem with that at all we're just, we're just saying all this where are you gonna release all this you got something available yet or is it coming out soon it's out it's, it's out and available everywhere so all right Look for the Sonic Dead. It's available. Sonic Dead. Name of the EP is 2020 When the Silent Yell. That's what it's called. So, yeah, I even documented the year 2020 in the name of the title. So. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. I get it. Yeah. I heard the lyric in the first song, or yeah, the lyric that is the title of your album is in the first song. Right. Yeah. When the Silent Yell. Yeah. That's what I thought the album was, but you put the 2020 on it. Right. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's not all uh, super heavy the whole album. No, there's some it, good it has some flows. Good, yeah. Sounds That's, great. Yeah, some ups and some downs, some pushes and some pulls. Good times. Well, I mean, there's four tracks. You know, I mean, how how diverse can you get? Are we going to listen to all of this today? Are you saving any of this for uh, no? The, no nice. Once again, delivering the hot takes and the hot tracks to you, the public out there. <laughs> the yep, yep. Thank yeah. all seven of you for continuing to support us throughout this pandemic. Man, you can listen <laughs> to this on Spotify, but you can't hear fucking Fred talk about it. And you can't dun, 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 get the Patreon track. Hey, Rick, why don't you tell us about that? Oh, patreon.com slash worst little podcast is where you go if you want to help support us in creating a permanent archive for Reno Music. And when this pandemic is in a new normal where we can all hang out together again, we're going to get back to amazing live performances of bands every single week like we've been doing for the past 10 fucking years. But How many years? 10! 10 what? 10 years, man. Fuck yeah. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) 
So yeah, in years, man. If you if you want to give us, and if you give us five dollars more, we give you an extra show in your email box where we give you an extra song. And there was an acoustic we just version. slide right into your email. Fuck yeah, you wouldn't even you don't even notice we're there um, no. unless you want to. This week we had an acoustic version of the first song, which is pretty cool. That never did get released. You can only hear it if you're one of our Patreon subscribers. And we Exclusive. try to give. We try to give those people yeah. a little something extra every week, and uh, yeah, that's what it is this week. So thank you. It's a damn good song. Yes. Where were we? God damn it! Is it too early to ask I, for another song? <laughs> <laughs> it is fun, just like plowing through the album. Yeah, let's just yeah. set up the next song. I mean, you know, because totally like down, part yeah. part of me is like, okay, we can ask some questions. But it's like, so how's your pandemic? How's your isolating you, guys, you know yeah fred do you have any interesting stories that the world needs to know about that's what you're going through with your pandemic i'm sure it's the same as everybody else uh, anybody who's into murder rock i mean we are talking about getting together and doing something again whether it's doing another album or or something hoping hoping 2021 will be another a year to, to get murder rock back in the studio and that'll be great like, God damn, uh, you it's guys. been a year of laying fallow and then now uh, a harvest in the future. <laughs> a harvest of souls. Do you remember what a Halloween right. murder rock show was like? I mean, we didn't know that it could just be taken away from us like this. I, I really feel screwed this year, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of people do, but I mean, just this was the, the year. Fact that Halloween was on a Saturday night. It was a full yeah. moon. Oh, and God. I didn't get to play a show in my horror rock band. You know, it's, it's so crazy. It sucked. The last time Halloween was on a Saturday, you know what we were doing, Rick? What? Rocky Horror with Pinky Polanski. Oh, oh, uh, I got one of the best nights of my life. Long, uh, but that's how long ago that was. It was the damn. last time. Like, that was like six years ago or some nonsense. Shit. God damn, that was so much fun. And they would do two shows in a row, so I would just go to both. It was exhausting. Oh, God, and then just come home, and I wouldn't be able to talk for two days for screaming all night, and uh, God damn, that was so much fun. <laughs> Fuck. That's what the wife and I watched on, Hall- on Halloween was Rocky Horror. We pulled out the Rocky Horror. Oh, Horror, man. Uh, that's you know, so awesome. Can we talk about Rocky Horror for just for a second? I mean, it, yes. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm one of, like, the I, I don't know, maybe I'm one of the rare people who actually, like, I actually love the movie for being what it is. Yes. You know, seeing it live, it's it's kind of a riff, kind of a mystery science theater, kind of like you're kind of shitting on it and it's fun and all that, but it's like, I just like the movie and I want to watch it (laughs) and like sing along with the songs. And the first time I saw it was on VHS with my parents in our living room. And I thought it was the greatest movie ever created. And why had they been hiding it from me all those years? It's so crazy. You know, you guys, my first time was on VHS as well. So maybe that's part of it. Okay. So this is, this is what happened to me. I was a terrified young gay kid in the eighties. My life was a constant misery. I finally got to high school. Middle school had been so shitty. I'm a freshman in high school and Peggy Morris, this awesome, like older, she was maybe a junior and, uh, and she had orange hair and she was dating this dude with a mohawk. And I was always scared. And I finally began to find friends in high school for the first time ever because I found the, the, 
the stoner, uh, uh, weird goth kids. And I started hanging out with them. She like zeroes in on me and just is like, you're coming to Rocky Horror. And I'm like, I don't know what this is all about. And she drags me. She lied. To, she got her mom to lie to my mom and say that she was going to be there for me to be able to stay out that late. And then she takes me to the Keystone Cinema here in town. And the, back in those days when I was a teenager, they showed Rocky Horror every other Friday. So my first time was in a theater. And we go to this place and there's all these people that I would normally be scared of. There were these giant rocker dudes. There were skinheads. There were like scary looking punk rock people. But everybody got along at Rocky Horror. It was one of the first big social things I ever went to where I felt safe. I was okay at this place. Yeah, there's a then, lot of legendary Reno people spent time at those shows. Back oh in the my day. God. Pretty and, awesome place to be. And then you start, you go, and you begin, and it wasn't, it wasn't Mystery Science Theater that didn't exist back then, so it wasn't like that exactly. And back in the beginning, it was like there were things that we all said throughout the entire movie. The movie interacted with you back and forth, and there was some like just random shit that people would scream in the middle of it, making fun of it, and a lot of the things were about making fun of it, but. Those back and forth lines, now that I look back on it, that was the first religious ceremony I ever memorized. <laughs> like, that's really what it was. Like how, you know, you know, the, the Lord be with yeah. you and also with you. You know how that's like in your head? The Rocky Horror became like that for me. And going there every week and, and just like, and feeling safe. And it was the first time I ever felt safe like yeah. that in a giant group of people. So it really, it's it's like a- She tried in vain. <laughs> But he never caused her nothing but shame. Oh, not the artery, but the vein. Not That's the artery, the but the vein. Oh, the response. I was doing the next line. I'm so sorry. Never, and nothing but shame, shame, shame. shame. Yeah. He <laughs> left home the day she died. So, so yeah, that's what. So the whole movie thing is, uh, it's a. Uh, and then when you and when you've had that experience, and when I so I was raised on that. I grew up on that. My personality began to come out right at that. That was right when I was fourteen. You know, and so it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. So then when I hear somebody who's like, I've only ever seen it at home on DVD. I'm like, fuck. So different. Well, and yeah. see, I I saw it with like I said that my first time was like with my parents. Um. And that I was like 12, 13. But, and, and my whole life I had seen, there's always a listing for it at the, at the varsity theater in St. Louis, like every weekend at midnight or the Tivoli, there were two theaters in St. Louis that showed it every Friday and Saturday at midnight. Finally, when I was 17, I got to go. That was the first time I had tequila. That was the first time I <laughs> kissed a girl that I didn't know her name who had a shaved head. That I mean, there was a lot of things that happened. That, that And like you said, I was a kind of a timid high schooler coming out of his shell and, and meeting all of the intimidating weirdos who I would later become dear friends with. Yes. <laughs> and it was very much that same kind of experience for sure. So amazing. And yeah. my but, but is so I, different from that. <laughs> but I enjoy the film in and of itself as this drecky B film of science fiction and horror all mashed together. And, it's and so creative. a little bit of serial killing. It is it's, it's just it's it's just so creative and just like there's no other movie like it. Even they've they tried, yeah. but there's just nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an, light, lightning in a bottle. It's, a, it's an American treasure. And it's an I, homage to I, all the... It's making fun of those movies, too. Heck, right. it tried to do it itself with uh, uh, shock treatment, and that 
didn't work out right. very well. <laughs> uh, I yeah, would I say seeing, uh, time warp and sweet transvestite clips, like on night flight, like in the eighties and yeah. stuff like that. So I was familiar with those oh, parts yeah. of it. And I was like, what is this movie? I got to see this. It's, it looks awesome. I can only read about it in magazines because I was too young to see it in theaters. And then it came out in VHS. I was probably like 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. And I just, instantly fell in love with it and only knew it uh, from watching it at home. And when I finally went to see the theater, the varsity theater in Seattle, I was 18 years old. I went to go see it in the theater cause I just wanted to see it. I love the movie. I didn't think they still like did the midnight screenings where everybody dresses up. And, and so I just showed up in my t-shirt and jeans and my, my after, you know, my after work clothes <laughs> in line with all these, People oh, check out like, a late night film at the cinema. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, I am way in over my head here. And, and everybody's just looking at me, looking at me like I'm the weirdo. <laughs> and then I get in, like, like, in the back row because I'm like, I just want to be in the shadows because I'm like row. the oddball here. And, and there were even, and, and much to your point, there were people going, hey, guy in the back. You don't have to be creepy in the back. Come up, come up here and you can sit with us and join us. And I was just, I'm just like, you know, I've always been anti people. So I'm just like, no, I'm good. Uh, but <laughs> You're in a room full of anti people. It's okay. Exactly. You know, I was, now I would have, I, I would have completely gone down and joined them, obviously. Rocky <laughs> or the Island of Misfit Toys on Friday and Saturday nights at midnight. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> it that. really was the island, the movie showing of Misfit Toys. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Who wants a Rory in the box? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's uh, fucking right. Well, yeah. Miss you, Rocky. Yeah. Again, sometime again. One day. We were talking about a Zoom meeting of doing Rocky over Zoom. God, would that work? At one point. (laughs) I don't know, Rick. What do you think? Shit. We could do a podcast. Us do it. All the We could do it like a stage reading of it, and we'll have like sound effects and handbells and and coca. I've I've never seen it live, and I haven't even seen the movie in a long time. I should probably rewatch it just for for context. And I'd sure love to actually have an opportunity to go see it in the real midnight setting sometime. Yeah. Yep. And it's different See, now. Well, you like you a bunch of people, and everybody brings their kids, and they're, they'll be like, "Last time we went, there was like a couple ten and eleven year olds uh, sitting nearby." And I was like, "Shit, you guys, do you know what kind of parents are you? Do you know the kind of stuff I'm about to be yelling? Like, <laughs> it's not just it's not just how bad the movie is, but I'm going to say some awful shit, and I'm not going to not say it because your kids here. Yeah, I go to a lot of football games, and you, you like you can't not say it when there's a kid there. It's like you still got to say. The F word and the C word and all these other terrible things. You just got to, I mean, the kid, You if you take a kid to that environment and you got to prepare the kid and accept that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Sorry, man. We live in a nation that, and world that pretty much that uses curse words a lot. So. Yep. Just you learn to use them, right? Yeah. Be that's the most important thing, kids. All you yeah. children out there listening to the show, just remember, <laughs> if you're going to cuss, do it right. Yeah, we don't, don't be, we, we don't, don't be no fucking namby pamby cussers about it. But when it comes time, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to teach her because I'm pretty good at it. 
<laughs> and I'm best. sure they're better for me than just a bunch of dipshits at school, you know. Oh, and I'm right. sure she's never heard you ever. Maybe a couple times, but <laughs> she was pretty mellow. They spend a lot. I have, I have of time gone. I have gone out of my way not to talk like that. And so is Christina. So, but sometimes hey, it, just, it just comes out. My kid has never heard me cuss outside of driving. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, you guys like on the on the day. midnight movie front, I was at uh, Barnes and Noble just perusing their uh, Criterion section, and do you know what just got released in the Criterion version? Nowhere, in Nevada. Female Trouble. <laughs> oh. So John Waters' classic Female Trouble just came out Criterion version, both in Blu-ray and DVD, and it's fucking Sounds amazing. Good. And and polyester favorite dude. They have they have clips that, that were cut out of the movie. They have interviews uh, with them from back in the day. They have no. a new interview with John Waters. They have like all these extras and the 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 re they redid like 4K restoration, all the sound uncompressed. Like it's it's fucking pretty amazing. And they also came out with polyester. Same thing. Uh, uh, oh, so come on. Let's sing Silent and, Night, Dawn. And right, right, Silent Night and Multiple Maniacs, which Multiple <gasps> oh, Maniacs, I don't, fine. it's been released before, but I don't, it, it's never had like a real good, like quality version. No Desperate Living, yes. That's the first thing I looked for was like, okay, where's Pink Flamingos and Desperate Living? And they haven't done those yet, but those three are out. And dude, Multiple People, Maniacs. You know they're coming. Multiple Maniacs is a terrible movie, but I, I do want to hear John Waters' commentary through movies is one of the fucking best things ever. Yeah. He like, he oh, made... Because uh, he rips on himself. He roasts himself as oh, a young director God. all the time. <laughs> and then and I thought that all director commentaries were like that. And then I watched the director commentary for Young Frankenstein and thought, this sucks. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, for your loved one stalking, just so you know, there's some new stuff out. Well, we're on the subject of drag queens and rock operas and such. That is the next Sonic Dead project. Uh, I am writing a a rock opera that's a sci-fi drag queen cyborgs and Blade Runner meets Flash Gordon kind of kind of thing. I would like to audition for anything I could possibly contribute to this project. I I want to actually to be a production with 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 a theater, not just something for an album. It'd be performed live with actors and. Oh my god! And there's a lot yeah, of people that project. might say that to project. me, and I would think I'm not looking forward to that. But holy shit, you really could do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the next project. If anybody that's could the next do project, that. Holy yeah. shit, that's so fucking great. Do you like Hedwig and the Angry Inch? I love Sorry. it. Yeah, that is like that's that's the perfect movie too. Just like Rocky's the perfect movie, you know, like our yes. musical musical I agree. Yeah, I love it. So good. But those things, all that. So I'm putting that on my Christmas wish list to be in that production, but that's something that's going to Santa. <laughs> and then for the list that's going to go to my 14-year-old daughter, female trouble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't get to watch it. Oh, fuck, no. I've sh- okay, uh, I have actually shown Riku... 
on YouTube the uh, uh, Christmas scene with Silent Night and the cha cha shoes <laughs> and, the, and the Christmas tree and coming down, down the on the yeah. tree and, and she smashes and then all the hitchhiking away from her home. Fuck you, yeah. but, but not the next scene. That you shouldn't ever no. show children. No, no, no. It's after she gets in the car and then I turn it off. Like yeah. we better stop here. Uh, but yeah, don't hitchhike. Oh, dude! And on the new on the new Criterion version of the movie, they have an interview between John Waters interviewing the little girl who played Taffy as a little kid. Oh, fun! So you get to see her as a grown-up woman, and and he asks her questions about like about how fucked up it was to be a little kid on one of those movies. I love his movies, but I love him. Yes. so much more than, than his also, movie. Tremendous artist and also a national treasure. Yes. Fucking A. Todd Homer Simpson, The Meaning of Christmas and Gay. His movies are interesting and I, you know, I'll watch them because they're fun, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think of them as like these tremendous movies myself and I know a lot of people do, but, as, but like you said, John Waters himself is an amazing, awesome dude. I love to hear him talk. I love yeah. to read his books. Yes. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah. He's in the director's commentary. I'm a big fan of Serial Mom was one of my favorite movies back in the day. And just oh, the, yeah. way he, the way that he describes what's going on and it, he tells the stories about Baltimore. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's so yeah. amazing to watch uh, the movie with him. All the director commentaries for his movies are just a, the fucking shit. I got to do that. You guys. <laughs> Talk about let's listen to some Freddie music. Uh, you want to do uh, this is Revolution next? Hell, I'm mad as hell. 
love your pipes, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it wouldn't be one of my albums if I had to wear one, one, one long scream on there. So. <laughs> That's a that's a call to action, as they call it in the sales biz. Word. Fred's the yes. only singer that ever made the neighbors call. I mean, I mean call to I say. I remember that what a few years ago. What the fuck is that guy yeah. screaming about? What's with this guy screaming? <laughs> <laughs> Do you tell him the devil? stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to know. Well, we'll keep we'll keep it down. Sorry about that. <laughs> I can just answer the question. He's screaming about horror films at the time. Yeah, yeah. Probably was screaming about the devil action. Yeah. So there you go. Oh yeah, yeah. That Stephen King album. I love it. You guys like you guys. Murder Rock was putting out an album every year, oh. or was it? Yeah. Yeah. More than Pretty more much. than that. We didn't put one out in 19. That's I put out the Sonic Dead album that year. The plan was to put one out this year, of course, before the world went to shit. But then you did. You put out the Sonic Dead. Put out another Sonic Dead. Yeah, was there, like, was, well, there was something coming out. It just wasn't Murder Rock. Only coming out of me, I guess. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, I forgot to mention this earlier. That, that was Chris Alexander playing the, the solo one, I Can't Breathe. Uh, in the middle there in the outro solo and then Keith Jewett playing the bass on that song. Hello, Pretty much the rest of the album is me. So. Keith Jewett? Yeah. Who loaned me a guitar for Nick's album? Keith yeah. hates fun. Keith hates fun. Thank you, Keith. Keith's the best. Keith hates fun, but we love Keith because he's fun. Right, but don't tell fun him. Fun is no stranger. <laughs> it's not Keith's fault. So you guys want to hear the? Well, you guys want to um, see what's going on next week and stuff, or should we? We don't even know do if the world will still exist next week. <laughs> I mean, these are crazy yes. times, Nick. We are on the eve of destruction. 20, hey, For real, yeah, this is still the literally the eleventh hour of the year. Anything could happen. The game changers are on. Multiplier, multi-ball is in effect. No whammies, no whammies. <laughs> I know we're across the country, but in downtown, uh, in D.C., they boarded up all the businesses. All the businesses are covered in plywood because they're just expecting something yeah. to go wrong in the whole city to fucking riot. Hopefully that won't happen, but <laughs> it's crazy. Thoughts and prayers. So, yeah, is there anything yeah. going on that we need to talk about? I know you guys just did your acoustic misfits show. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else coming up? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Another one of Nothing those? Or, of as of uh, yeah. yeah, we missed the boat on that one. <laughs> uh, you did that for Halloween. Yeah, and it, which can still be found. It's on YouTube. It's on uh, the Candy Apples Facebook page. It's it's just a you know twenty minute acoustic set of Misfit songs, and we had a fab, fun time playing. It was it's uh, me and Chris and and Keith. So cool, sweet. Check that out. So what's the last song going to be? Unity. And do you want to say anything about it before Rosie Rory before Rosie before Rory closes us out? <laughs> Rosie Perez. Oh, Rosie. Uh, it's the it's a lullaby that kind of end the song. I again it was you know I, to kind of just tie it up in a nice bow and and kind of point it all in a nice direction. And it's the song's called Unity, and man, that's what it's about. Fuck yeah! So hold that in your heart while you go and vote. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to is Unity. 
something one of these days oh yeah well freddie it's always a pleasure to hang out with you my friend uh virtually or in person i i look forward to more chances for us to maybe share stage together in the coming year and uh let me know if you need any assistance writing a rock opera or casting a rock opera or absolutely a set for a rock opera yeah you were my, you're my go-to guy for that. I was going to come to you anyways, dude. So thanks Hell for offering me. yes. <laughs> and I can introduce you to people. Important. Right. Top people. That's right. But yeah, no, real pleasure to have you on again. Say hi to all of our Murder Rock and Candy Apple uh, Razorblade friends. We, we miss them all. them all as well. Yeah. Yep. Will do. Thanks for having me. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah, it was good. Uh, good music this week, too. Awesome. awesome. Yep. Freddie, I always look forward to hearing the, the music you put out. So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we love you, Kim and Ian. Hopefully we'll get you back on the show again sometime soon. So for the two of them, Chewy, Nick, and Rick, I am the Reverend Rory Dowd signing off and saying life is short and we love you. Get out there and I hope you voted. Uh, but vote in two years. Vote next year. Vote as often <laughs> as you can. Vote whenever you can. It's awesome. Hush, my darling, don't you cry, all God's children. Tear down walls, look fear in the eye, and if we fall, we will rise.
Hush, my darling, don't you cry. All God's children won't be denied if we are one. Dogwater Studios. You can do that. I don't do nothing without two shots and a bong rip.